time for the Any Conversation Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, one, two, one, two. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In The Conversation. The podcast. We are back in our separate buildings, <laughs> sheltering in place, giving you what you need. No doubt. You know? No For doubt. For that air canal. You know what I mean? Right uh, we out here. Ah, uh, shit, man. We got a... We got a guest in the building today, you know, to, to in jump the into conversation. Building. In the virtual building, he is sheltering in place in his uh, undisclosed location. I don't know if he want to disclose all of that, so I'm going <laughs> to leave that. You know what I mean? Keep the theater of the mind going. But, uh, you know, we got my homie who is a uh, who's also, you know, one of our ITC culture critics. But also a very funny comedian in in this game, and uh, he just he's about to drop a brand new a brand new comedy EP called Failed Running Back. I want y'all to give it up. I mean, y'all can give it up. Just give it up. Just by yourselves in front of your speaker. Give it up to that man, Chris Lamberth. Hey, thanks, Chris, guys. What's, what's going on? Thanks. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I like that little. You know what I mean? <laughs> thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Of course, man. Of course, of course. Anybody else want to be a comedian in here? Um, shit, man. We in the building. Yeah, uh, man. Just keep you that know, thing we gonna have a yeah, we just have a regular ass conversation. But uh, you know, this is a big occasion because Chris, you may have dropped the last comedy album in history. You know, depending <laughs> on. <laughs> what happens with this fucking pandemic? This might you might have put the button on the the, the art form. So uh, I hope you're happy. Oh, oh uh, shit, that's a, that's a lot of pressure. Hey man, take it, man. Pressure makes diamonds, from what they that say. I never did it. I never did it. I never got that far. I ain't, you know. But anyway, uh, we in this bitch. We having a good time. How y'all doing? How's your week going, Muhammad? Happy Ramadan. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Happy Ramadan. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. How's Ramadan in the pandemic? How is that? I is mean, it easier, harder? No, it's the same. I mean, it's it's less things to take your mind off of it because you can't really <laughs> go in the world right. and and kind of you know put your mind on other things or put yourself in motion in a way where you know you're not uh just uh consumed with damn I'm not eating right now. But um, yeah. Other than that, it's the it's it's the same, man. It's cool. It's good that we had the the lead up time to already get focused on some solitude, because you know you already kind of rehearsed and in practice of of um, listening to yourself and not distracting yourself with outside uh, influences. So I it's going great, man. You know I've been trying to every year you try to straight you know tweak your nutritional values and, and, and how healthy you can get with yourself and how smart you can do with your consumption. And so this year, you know, been tweaking that and, and been kind of moving in the direction of eating more uh, plant-based, more leafy greens mm. and stuff, um, whole grains. And, you know, the, the thing about it is, is when you're, when you're in Ramadan, you don't have as many times to mess it up as you do in a, in a regular day. 
So say mm. if, if I say, you know, I'm going to eat leafy greens today, I'm not going to mess with any meat. You know, you mm-hmm. only you only got two times to, you know what I'm saying, go for it. Other than like right. real real life, you might be in the street seem like, ah, you know what, yeah, let me just get this chicken. So, right, right. So when you right. when you're limited to two meals, you you pretty safe in whatever direction you want to go in. Yeah, that shit. I so, guess that I know. I would imagine for me, I know that self restraint would have to be on ten thousand because uh, in this sheltering in place mode, I I definitely just walk to the refrigerator like it's the corner store just to go somewhere <laughs> new. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But uh, what's your leafy green of choice? Actually, I I mean, it sounds weird, but I just discovered the big leaf spinach. Oh. Big leaf spinach. I never heard of that. What's yeah, that? I mean, it's not. I don't, that's not what it's called. But it's a it's a spinach that oh. has big leaves. Not we used to seeing the small leaves like the baby spinach. Uh huh. But right. um, there's. Spinach that's a big leaf. I thought it was dinosaur kale when you know what I'm saying. So my wife bought it, you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Dino- kale, right. No, dinosaur kale that's what they call it. I think it's a nickname, but dinosaur kale has uh-huh. the bigger leaves, it's not as you know crinkly as the and tight like the uh regular kale, right? Regular, yeah. so yeah, so it was you know, she brought it home. I mean, she ordered it, it came. You know, I do my you know, my produce bath with the peroxide in the water. So I'm thinking this is dinosaur kale. Wow. I didn't think nothing of it. I washed it, cleaned it, put it in the refrigerator, you know. And then um, uh-huh. I went to the store and I bought a bag of, like, baby spinach. And she was like, why you buy more spinach? We got spinach. I'm like, where? She's like, that. what you just washed with spinach. I'm like, oh, you tripping. That ain't no spinach. I ain't never seen no spinach uh-huh. look like that. And then um, I looked it up as she was talking, and I was like, big leaf spinach. And then sure enough, it popped up. And it's like... Oh, uh, yeah. So it's like a, I think it's more mature. It's a more mature spinach. Like they let it grow further. I've seen so, that. How, yeah. how do you guys? How do you cook it? Actually, I haven't been cooking it at all. I, okay. I chop it up, put it in a bowl, throw some um, some uh, little olive oil and uh, some apple cider vinegar, and put uh-huh. some, you know, I, last couple of days I've been putting different kinds of fruit on it because I eat it for breakfast okay. and and dinner. I mean, oh wow! Yeah. So, uh-huh. so uh, during breakfast, I had that, and then I have I've been doing the the um, steel cut oats every day. Throw those in the crock pot at night and let those be. And then when you wake up, oh, they're damn. ready. And then um, you know, might make an omelet or some shit like that, you know. And then um, in the evening, I've been you no, know, we had kale. Um, my wife bought a you know like the purple cabbage. Mm-hmm. So I've been on I've been on that raw, cut that up, chop it up, you know what I'm saying? Put something on top of it, like, you know, some chicken or a piece of salmon or whatever. Um mm-hmm. so I've been on that. Um so then, you know, I've just been trying to switch it up a little bit. I've been feeling a lot stronger. I feel like them steel cut oats sit on you a lot heavier than the regular oats. So mm. you ever so, rock with uh asparagus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some asparagus in there. Um, I'm the only one in the house that really fuck with them, so they usually sit too long, but I, I oh. rock with them. I like it. I, I just kind of got into it like the last four to six months. I would buy them, 
you know, already made, and you just we warm them up. But now mm-hmm. I just do it on my own. Right. I'm growing up. No doubt, no doubt. You yeah. got to get grown out here, man. Yeah. They trying to kill us. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to make yeah. I don't want to make you jealous, but I I made a prime rib the other uh, about a week or two ago, uh, and I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, still I, I'm trying to talking get about a, a week or two ago prime rib. Yeah, no, no, I'm not. It wouldn't be jealousy. That would be the emotion. It would be salivation. You know what I'm saying? My mouth might water. I might still have another uh, two hours to go before I can eat. An hour and a half to go before I can eat. But it, uh, you know, go for it. <laughs> you could check. You could check it out on my Instagram. It's. Uh, I just wanted to do it as a project because I had made one for over Christmas for my me and my parents. And I said, I want to try to make it again just to see if I could, uh, you know, take take it to the next level. So I went to a butcher shop and uh, put down some put down some good money for it, too. And uh, uh. it was a bigger piece of meat that I had made uh, mm-hmm. for my parents. And so the stakes were kind of high. But uh, I, fe- I felt like I I uh, rose to the occasion and it turned out good. You ate that by yourself? Hell no, it's still here. It's still oh, some. I'm chipping away at it. And that shit take up. What's it in the freezer? It's in the refrigerator. It's, it was like it was like the bone is. It was like maybe three to five pounds, but the bone weighs a lot too. Yeah. And you, I cut the bone off and just and just like you know wrap that up. You could put it in a stew or whatever, and then I just kind of chip away at the meat. Like I, I made, I put some in an omelet. I put some with some vegetables. I still got a, a, a enough left. I could probably just throw it in the freezer or something. Yeah, that's a big. It's big two piece weeks of old. It's about that. You eating? And you you still eating that shit? You concerned? I mean, not. I yeah, mean, it's in the refrigerator. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, but that's been two weeks, my nigga. That shit I, is. I, I don't. It in the I, oven. I think you need. <laughs> Hey man, don't, you ain't don't shit don't shit on my uh, hey. culinary skill. Oh, it's shit, fine. Dude. Hey, listen, it's fine. Listen, the way they do, they where they process stuff now with all the preservatives, it ain't gonna never die. No, it's <laughs> it's shit, fine. Like I probably if I don't, I'll probably put it in the fridge, a freezer this weekend, Word or in a couple days. But shit. I did like speak, speaking of salmon, I just made some salmon cakes uh, for my dinner, and uh, that turned out uh. good. Y'all yeah, what's do, your salmon, salmon cake out of the can? recipe? Hey. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I've had it. Yeah, of course, the salmon cake. Uh, bum, salmon cake my mixing. recipe: uh, bumblebee uh, salmon cakes. Uh, you get some. Uh, I if you making, you could get like seven or eight if you do two cans. I get some uh, Ritz crackers, crumble them up, or you could do breadcrumbs or uh, croutons. You just crumble them up, throw it in a bowl, uh, put some. Old Bay in there, a little bit of you could throw some oregano in there. However, you want to season your your fish, and you just you make your patties, you you mix it up, or and you could do either an egg, I uh, one one egg per can, or mayonnaise, uh, either okay. or, and you mix it up. What you prefer, and, uh, and make some patties, and it's it's good. And what if, you go you know, with, you, egg you or fry, mayonnaise? Uh, I didn't have any eggs, so I did mayonnaise today. Okay. Yeah, and then I uh, put it in the, you know, you fry it up, make them, get them brown. Today, today I just actually uh, flipped them on each side and then put them in the oven for a little bit and let them brown up that way. All right, all right. Yeah, I've been thinking yeah. about making some crab cakes. I got a can of crab meat in the crib. Fancy crab meat, they say. Mm-hmm. And, okay. And uh, I've, been, I've been 
thinking about putting one of them shits together. So uh, we'll see. I'll keep y'all posted. Trying to do more pantry cooking. Yeah. 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 What do you think about that meat shortage? Do you think there's going to be a meat shortage at the end of the week? I didn't even hear about a meat shortage. Is that is that in the news? My mom's hit me. Uh, I was talking to them earlier this afternoon, and you know how moms be telling you, you know, so-and-so is such-and-such. I didn't get all of mm-hmm. it, but, you know, enough to just <laughs> so, – so I looked it up, and it was like they said it's, po- it's possible. Uh, and then I saw where Trump – I got an email on, like, Washington Post saying that Trump is going to try to keep the meat uh, – plants open so i don't so it's kind of in it seems like it's in flux right now Um, i think that's scarcity marketing yeah i think honest basically it's coming out of um you know the the tyson plant that's where the news are kind of originated the tyson plant is experiencing a lot of uh cases of uh of the corona Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, I heard about that. So it's slowing down production, and they're saying that you know in some of these um, some of these uh, processing plants, they're getting cases of corona, so that you know they're not able to keep up with the the uh, supply chain as fast as normal, and so they're saying that it may be you know saying a slight interruption in the supply chain. But, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, people are because f- go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, go ahead, go ahead, finish up. What were you about to say? No, I'm just saying, like, it's the grocery stores are kind of a shit show, uh, or at least around me. I live in North Jersey, and uh, you got to go certain times. And I've noticed, like, when I, if I would go a little further out of my area, it's a little more chill. Like, it's not, they have more stuff in the in the freezer section. They have more meat. They have the vegetables and, and fruits and stuff, so... I don't know if anybody, I've just been saying that on podcasts. Like if you can go, if you can travel a little outside of your area, if you're in a highly concentrated area, maybe you have a mm. little, you have better luck finding certain things that you're looking for. But well, I don't know. In Brooklyn, it's kind of almost the opposite. Like the bigger oh. stores are, you know, being bombarded. But like the smaller markets, you know what I'm saying, are, they have their pretty stock. So we have a, a key food, and then it's a, a fancy key food. They don't call it key food. They call it Halsey Market. It's like the gentrifiers key food. Ah, uh, <laughs> okay. But yeah. they seem, you know, the smaller joints, they seem pretty stock. Like they, because they're not getting as much traffic as the bigger stores. So, you know, sometimes mm. it's, it's better to support the local markets because they may have more of what you're looking for. I, I agree, too. Like, there's also a, a smaller market near me that I've gone to more than the grocery store, and uh, I've, I've found I've, I've had success there. Uh, and it, but it's definitely a, it's, it's a smaller, because it's smaller, it's, like, smaller in size, and you kind of could be up on people. But the last time I went, they, it wasn't that many people there. I try to go, like, early afternoon during the week. Right, right, right. Yeah. I got a feeling that uh, I feel like that might be scarcity market. That that uh, scarcity market and that whole you know meat is is uh, is fucking this this it's in limited quantities. Because I've been hearing a lot of people, and I don't know if it's getting into the mainstream, but you know, just amongst the you know amongst the the people talking, there's a lot of people that have been saying, yo, especially during this COVID nineteen crisis. 
it's best to get your leafy vegetables on. It's kind of, you know, you should kind of fall back from the meat because meat yeah. in general causes a lot of inflammation, which will, you know, kind of fuck up your chances of beating the shit, which is, you know, it's tough because, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough. I've been trying to, trying to, to scale back on that shit. And it's kind of, you know, when you've been, well, speaking for myself, we've been so used to, you know, your, 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 like your dinner or your meal being uh, based around meat. You know what I mean? That'd be the yeah. centerpiece. That's the shit that makes you feel like, oh, I ate. You know what I mean? I had a big ass piece of prime rib. I'm I'm doing okay in the world. To where yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta get some some dinosaur spinach and you know what I mean and 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 thug it out. You know, so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if meat is like, yo, listen, tell them motherfuckers that this shit is limited edition, so they could come up in here and hoard everything like they doing everything else. You know, right. I, I think that's part of it's some, part of it too. I think that's part of it too. But you are right, like yeah. I. I I noticed like Fridays would be my day like, oh man, I, I gotta get something special like the thing that I like. I want my burgers or pizza or like the time to like kind of wow out as a fat boy. And uh, like the last week, I was like, oh, I don't need, I don't think I uh, need any of this shit tonight. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm good. Like I'll just I'll just chill and watch TV. Yeah, like you just kind of I I don't. I find in myself like I don't indulge as much as I used to. Uh, uh-huh. The first, the first few weeks, the first I did, which is okay. Let me let me ask you guys this: What's the dangerous item, like a treat that you really you really love, but you can't have it? You don't like to have it in your place. I would say mine would be Oreo cookies, Oreo double stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's like you you I could eat a sleeve and that's like my heroin. That's like you just dip it in the milk and it gets a little soggy. Uh-huh. Oh my god. That's like that's like Pookie in New Jack City for me. You, you go traditional? You go traditional or you go golden? I don't I I'm not a golden fan. I, I not as much as the traditional. I I, I rarely see the golden ones, but I like the re- traditional double stuff. Um that, Ooh, that's been stuff. It's really because yeah. what you're looking for. Because I only see the golden. I never even see the traditional. I, no more. I see oh, the really? golden a lot. I don't really see the Negro <laughs> Oreo anymore. I don't know what's going on. I, Where, what's the, I don't know. If really? I um I rock with them out. I rocks with the goldens too, but I don't buy them motherfuckers. But maybe once a year. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying because yeah, I could go through. I could run through a pack in a couple of days, but then I got kids, so we you know we don't. Yeah. Um. They didn't turn. Go ahead. A golden, a golden Oreo with a with a handful of almonds is like, yo. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh man. wow! You trying to balance it out? No, no, it, it <laughs> just it just be the snacks that's available, like the raw onions, you know, the raw the raw almonds. <laughs> like you know a, what I'm saying? Is that uh, that's your trail mix? Yeah, you know, like the old man, you be <laughs> cutting the coke, you be shaking and shaking the almonds like dice and shit, and then yeah. you, know, you take mm-hmm. a take a bite of the of the, of the golden uh, uh, Oreo, and then you throw an almond in your mouth. Uh huh. <laughs> Damn, that's a, that's a new one for me. Okay. Nah, that's that, a little ASMR. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. <laughs> not on purpose. Sorry, guys. Nah, it's all good, you know, man. That's what Ramadan, people need. So I'm getting real visual with it. <laughs> God, that's that's <laughs> really shitty of me to, to say. Hey, what's your favorite food, Ali? Nah, God, hey, hey, nah. man, you, you, you started the religion? shit show early, man. You kicked it off with yeah, a, I with did. a, with a we gonna keep going. Steak. Go look at it on my Instagram. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, 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 right. Go get a visual. Go get a visual. <laughs> Go look I at know it, you're ladies. Fasting. It's a beauty. Beat that shit. I'm still rationing it from yeah. three weeks ago. Uh, you might as well Yo, have been with the I, ASMR too. <laughs> shit. I got a few. I got a few joints that have. Uh, if we speaking about shit that shouldn't be in the in the cabinet, I got a, yeah. I got a couple pieces. I'll say off t- most recently. I've been fucking with this. Uh, it's I think it's called soft chewing licorice. It's like mm. these little, these thick ass licorice that are kind of soft. I got I get like the mango. These shits are fire. It's like a more of a, like a upscale gummy bear type of situation. I gotta mm. I gotta be easy on them. Uh, I speaking of some cookie shit though, I, you know I'll cop some uh some Toll House. You know what I mean? Like I'll go and cop some <laughs> some Toll House cookies in the you know like in the little uh, envelope looking shit that you know they're they're pre cut that you could just the, toss the in the bake. in the oven. The yeah. breaking bakes, yeah. Oh, I ain't even hear that before. The breaking bakes, yeah. The breaking <laughs> bakes that you throw that you throw in the oven for ten to twelve, and them shits is fire. Now let me tell you something about those though. For a hot second, for about three to four months, they were off the market. Like there was a there was some shit that happened in the plant at the plant to where oh, supposedly there was some some rubber found in these shits, mm-hmm. right? So oh, I didn't even really I didn't know that initially because I was out there looking for the shits. I, I I fucked around and picked up a sleeve of the Pillsbury, which pale in comparison. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh I was like, yo, what the fuck? Why can't I find a yellow pack? You know what I mean? I'm going to all types of grocery stores, you know, good neighborhoods, bad neighborhoods. I'm like, yo, what's up? What's the deal? And uh, I did a Google search because it was that serious. And then I found out about the rubber. And when they did come back, I didn't even second guess. Did they did they did they clear the rubber issue? If anything, the rubber gave them a better texture than all this other shit because the shits is amazing. But uh and this is this the last thing on on cookies because uh, this is y'all y'all really y'all done awakened some shit. Uh, <laughs> there, you know, there's a, um, I'm supposed to be the one suffering. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry, bro. Uh, but no, but this is just this week. There's this. Uh, have y'all ever heard of this this shit called World's Best Cookie Dough? No. Somebody just talked about that. Issa Rae. Issa, Issa Rae yes, just talked yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Issa Rae talked about it on at least two platforms because I've seen at least two interviews where she talked about it. And um, I don't know if they was following her before and she's just an ambassador or they were like, yo, good looking out. I know they they got like a fucking supreme model to where it's this, uh, if you go on their Instagram, world's best cookie dough, they got these super colossal fucking cookies stuffed with cookie dough type shit that they do a drop like on Saturdays at like two o'clock and them shits are available until they not. And first of all, I don't believe they ever available because I tried and I don't know if the, if the shit was harder than the sneakers app. It's that, like yeah, the shit was yeah. gone immediately and I, I haven't gotten to try the shits yet, but the shit look fire. So, uh, you this know, shit that these like are all, all this shit with the goo dripping out of it and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, they they big on that. That's the whole cookie pull. That's the that, they, you know that's a whole so, trend now. The pull. What that mean? That's, it looks a little. What's the cookie? The pull, pull like, like a pull is like this. There's a thing in like you like in food porn. Like when you 
cut like a grilled cheese and then you pull it apart and you see the gooey cheese kind of mm-hmm. give way or like when you pull a slice of pizza off and you see the, like the little the 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 cheese still kind of drip but they call that the pull right, right. and basically there was like a you know the cheese pull and somebody that was doing cookies was like yo they need a cookie pull and that's where he came with all of that extra shit in uh, the cookie yeah yeah so, this, uh, this don't even look like something i'll be into it don't look mm. it looks too intense like i'm a fat guy but it looks, it's like i got dignity you know what i'm saying man. like i just oh, i will but it's just it's just too intense it's man. like is this new york based it looked like it's New York based, but that shit, the, wherever the storefront is, is closed. Right. So I don't know where they selling them shits. These shits could be coming out of a fucking, you know, a trap house somewhere in Minnesota. I don't know. But for whatever, whatever, the, the, the demand is super high. Right. You know. That's insane. But, uh, see, see, the thing about me, I'm a, I'm a crispy cookie eater. I'm not a chewy. Uh, I'm not a chewy cookie. So you like a crunchy cookie. Yeah, I like a crunchy cookie. I like, I like a cookie with a with an edge. I don't like it. Do you like to, <laughs> with an edge? <laughs> Do you like to neutralize the edge with milk or you let nah, it, it nah. keep its full integrity? Nah, I like full integrity edge. I like a Tate, like a Tate bakery cookie. Oh, Tate or oh, oh, fire. That's, what that's I, another yeah, Ooh, yeah. that's a problem. They yeah. are good. Yeah, they they yeah. cost like what, six, five, six bucks a bag? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The real thin yeah, joints. Like yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, speaking of cookies, like back in the day when I discovered cookies, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? One, you, you made your own for the most part. And of course, as a kid, you're probably going to always trend on the side of crispy because you're going to overcook it or something. And then, mm-hmm. like, when the designer cookie came out, the first designer cookie I was exposed to was the famous Amos. Real famous mm. Amos before they I went. could right. I would agree with I I, I concur yeah you know me too so the famous Amos designer cookie had a little edge it it did have it was still moist but it had a, a edge to it it wasn't like gooey it wasn't like the halfway cookie dough type of cookie like I fell off didn't you say go ahead go, nah, ahead, nah, keep going, go ahead I fell off I fell off of that when they when they came with the uh, the gooey or the the uh, half cookie dough or the chewy cookie, I wasn't soft batch. Yeah, soft, soft batch. None. I wasn't with none of that shit. Let me ask you. Didn't you tell me they used to serve cookie famous Amos cookies in the club somewhere in Miami, or was that I'm bugging? Nah, that wasn't me. But they used to sell it at the uh, at like the uh, like Burdines, which is like a Macy's. And shit. They used right. to sell it at the department store. They, right, yeah, right. That's what you said. Yeah, the department Some high store. end yeah, shit. Yeah, the high end department stores. They used to have it in there. And then, they, you know, some of them had like a little stand where you could, you know, eat them and da 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 da. But, but then they had a bag, sort of the tins. They used to come in tins too. Don't mm. don't get a tin. You know, destroy them. But that was, that was the, the first um, designer cookie. Famous right. black man, Amos. We used See, to I'm have. I'm going to keep it funky oh, with you. I felt like with Famous Amos, I kind of I kind of look at that shit like Tyler Perry movies in the way that, like, I ain't really like them, but I felt like I should support them because it was a black man. But you know what I mean? You, but when it, did you catch on to them from when they... I might have caught on them after... I definitely caught on to them after the, the, uh, the fucking department store wave. Yeah, These yeah, were yeah, store-bought yeah. Once, once, Famous Amos. Yeah, once they went store-bought, it wasn't... That's not the same cookie. That's not the same okay. as the ones that was in the... The uh, 
department stores. Like the ones okay. that's out now, the little hard little, you know what I'm saying? That's 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 trash. Like the real famous mm. Amos joints had real like like you say, you could see the you could see the 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 chocolate chip, you know what I'm saying, with the pull. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a gooey cookie, but the chocolate chip had pull. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so interesting. You know what I'm saying? The nuts in them, you could see the full nut, not like a little. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's my bad. Pause all that. But <laughs> but but there's no you other go. way to say nut but nut. Okay. Yeah yeah, it's all good. <laughs> we're see, we're, we're adults here. We you can see the full. You can see that that used to be a, a pecan or a walnut. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Gotcha. It, it, I hear that. Not like a little, just some shaving. You know, uh-huh. uh, I could dig it. Yeah, like you know, if it had, I think some of them might have had cranberries in it, or some shit like that. I mean, the shit was mm. was real. Oh, that cookies. was real. Fancy. Yeah, it was like real cookies. It wasn't like the shit that you get in the bag at the at the bodega now. Mm. I I didn't know they were still around. Uh-huh. I mean, when I was a kid, uh, I mean, if any of your listeners are from like the the Maryland D.C. area, uh, Iverson Mall. And Forest Village Mall used to have well, they at Forest Village Mall. I know for a fact they still got a good cookie spot there too. Like you know, they bake them. It was just like the best cookies that you could ever get. Like on the level of, I don't know, like like on a national level, like a Mrs. Fields that's really not around anymore in the malls that I've you know seen. But I, I, I what about what about Insomnia cookies? Y'all ever rock with them? Nah, they all right. I, I they all right. They all right. They expensive. Yeah, they, I was they, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, wasn't too much. I like uh, if if we go on expensive cookies, I fuck with Levane. What's that? Uptown and then uh, Levane. It's a bakery in the city. There's a couple. There's one like on 74th Street. There's one over by the old studio. Um, there's one in Harlem. They got some. They got some like these four dollar cookies that are kind of biggest shit. My favorite. Over there is the oatmeal raisin. That shit is fire. Mm. But, uh, you know, and an honorable mention to a good old Chewy Chips Ahoy. That used to hold me down as a young buck. Yeah. Uh, I say all that to say, they all better than vegan cookies, which I heard you uh, talking about with one of your lady lady <laughs> friends, Chris, on the uh, failed running back EP. Yeah. How did the yeah. vegan cookies taste? You know what? Uh I, we and her went to the movies one time, and this was the this was a woman that actually you actually helped me with the bit when I was talking it out with you. Like me and you was talking about the girl, the woman that actually like fucked me up, and uh, I got the bit out of that short lived relationship. Uh, mm. And uh, they're not that good. They're not as good as like uh, Mrs. Fields or anything. Like it's just. Uh, it's oh, it's okay. And then part of me was like, "Oh, these are good," because you know you want you want to, you know you want to be with the chick. You know you're trying to make her not, you know, trying to impress her, or just making mm. her just like say, uh, "Oh, this guy's cool. He likes vegan cookies like I do." She cooked them or she bought them. She bought them at the concession stand. Remember uh, Sunshine Theater, like on how was that? Oh, that's yeah, on Houston. Yeah. 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 We went there. Um, and then the last time I saw her, we went to some place in Penn St- I think it's called Penzi. And mm. they have, there was apparently like, it's a place where they have like different uh, shops. It's kind of like a upscale food court. And they had a place mm-hmm. that made vegan treats. And uh, they, by the time we got there, 
they were closing up, but they did. They just gave her some free treats, and uh, I didn't. I didn't taste any of those. So damn. Thanks for making uh, me think about that girl from a long time. Well, it's in the. It's in the. It's on the album. It's yeah. on the. It's on the album. <laughs> that's just, that's just karma. Yeah, thanks maybe for making it is. me think about food. That's true. I'm. I'm yeah. <laughs> I like that. Touche, uh, my good friend. Oh man, there you go. So Chris, man, tell us about the Avatar. Where'd you record it at? How you feel about it? Um, you know, hit the you know, sell that bitch a little bit to the people. I'm really proud of it. It's a. I think it's a reaction to what's been going on with the coronavirus. Uh, it's. It was sort of like. You know, I had pl- so basically what this is is it's a it's almost like a mixtape where it's recorded in different places. Like the first couple of tracks, oh, okay, yeah. So it's kind of like my a very low budget version of uh, Kill the Messenger, uh, Chris Rock's Kill mm. the Messenger. Where so it's like, but mm-hmm. it's and it's like um, it, was, it was one set was recorded at uh, Subculture. Part of the part mm-hmm. of the EP was recorded at Subculture in New York City, um, uh, the Borgata in Atlantic City, the DC mm-hmm. Improv, Washington DC, of course, and then uh, at Gotham Comedy Club in the Vintage Lounge. Like the last track is kind of like an experimental. Gotham Comedy Club is like the the Vintage Lounge is like my favorite place in New York City, where I've I've yeah. performed at because it's kind of like a lab. It's like late at night yeah. and uh you just get to say whatever you want to say i mean you do that anytime on stage but it's just i just love the feel of like driving into the city because i live i live in jersey driving into the city down the uh west side highway music p- music blasting you see that skyline of beautiful new jersey on the other side <laughs> mm-hmm. and just like vibing out and then getting to go do comedy uh I just, and like, that's like, it's the shit to me. So this is basically like my, it's just like my uh, reaction to to like the coronavirus. And like you and I have talked about this, like earlier, I think it was like mid fall, you late fall, you and I were, went out, we just, we, we, we actually did this pot, your podcast. And after we went and grabbed something to eat and I was like, yo man, when I record this album, I want you to host it. I want you to like, you know, mm-hmm. open up the show and uh it just it never we never got around to doing it because I mean, I was waiting more. by the phone. Huh? I was waiting by the phone. I, <laughs> I, 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 I got a microphone and all of that. I kept, I, go kept, ahead. I I kept I kept booking acting work and uh I was Ooh, you know working flex. on a, a Broadway show before the, you know, before everything got shut down. And it just, it just, the timing never came. And then I was trying to figure out, oh, it's got to be this way. It's got to be that way. It's got to be this way. I'm going to wear these Jordans, uh, you know. Oh, shit. And I was being a little too precious with the whole process. And I think, you know, I'm going to behave as if we're going to be able to do it again. So we will, we will make it happen. Like, that's not to say that it's never going to happen. But it was just like a reaction Uh of like, you know, as an artist, I got to make that imprint of saying I was here too. You know, like I, a, a lot, I watched a lot of my friends do it. Um, you know, I've been a part of some of some of their projects and 
just saying like, yo, this is, I was here. This is a, a good EP. This is a taste of what you will, you will hear when you see me live. Uh, it's, I, I kind of patterned it after, uh, Jill Scott's first album, who is Jill Scott words and sounds volume one where, and the, her lat, her, the, the subsequent albums after that have been like volume two and volume three. And I had to, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm really excited. But it's funny. I'm being very. I'm, my preamble is like, well, it's a reaction to the, but it's it's funny. It's like it's all a material, and uh, I think it's a it's a good time. It's a, a little over. It's like I think it's like twenty twenty plus minutes of. If I had a half hour pieces. on on Comedy Central, it would have been about that much time. So right. it's mm-hmm. just it's just an offering. It's a it's me uh, just stepping into the game in a way that I've never done it before. Right. I hear that. I got a couple questions. Sure. Uh, one, you said, uh, well, first off, I, I do agree with you on some of those rooms. Um, definitely the vintage room. I've never got to, to do the DC improv and I hear they might be closed for good. So that's a fucking damn shame. Like yeah. I, that, I've seen a show there. It's such a great club and shit like that. I'm, I'm sick about that. Yeah. But uh, you said on your way to the shows, you blasting music. What are you blasting? What what's one what's one some of your pre-show records that get you in the zone? Oh God, my favorite song, probably one of my favorite songs to listen to before a show is the Invocation by Common, and it's it starts off. It's like the mm. the I think it's like the second track off of uh, One Day It'll All Make Sense. It's just like. Envisioning the hereafter, Is yeah. That the listen, word? Oh, no? yeah. On the quest for love, like the proceed drummer, drummer. I strike like lightning. Yeah. Don't need thunder. Inhale imagination and, and breathe wonder. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Come on, common. That's one of his best albums. It's yeah. Like he's like he's in my top five, but he's yeah. Like I can listen to that on repeat for like twenty minutes. That's one of the songs. Mm-hmm. That's actually like I'll do a shuffle of some of my favorite records. Like I'll. I like um I like Odyssey. Um he mm-hmm. he's got a he's a DC artist from DC but he lives in Brooklyn now. Uh he's got a record called uh Own Appeal. Just like it's just like a guy that just kind of I can do it myself. I got this DC area PG County swagger that I'm nice. Just he's got a record called I'm from PG. That's a, a, a good record to that I like to spin. Right. So it's a little bit of like Little Brother, Fonte, um, Kendrick. Uh it just it just depends. I can actually um I'll actually pull up the list and give you a couple because I have a I have a playlist on title since I finally okay. gra- graduated to uh being one of those dudes. Cause you are, my favorite thing you ever called me, Lemon, was an old media ass nigga. Because yeah. <laughs> I like the CD, I like the CDs, I like the hard copies, and when, since my iPod died like a couple years ago, I just been like, okay, I gotta get get a service and uh, actually, you know, be with the with what? everybody, you know, do what everybody does. Like um, uh, Q Tip has a song called Higher that I like. He says mm-hmm. he's got a he's got a line where he says I dominate flows, I dominate shows, and when the, in the nighttime my dominance grows. Like he becomes like, you know, like a superhero, kind of like you know shit like mm. that. Um, mm-hmm. Quite a few man. Uh, Feral Monch, Desire, Desire, Push. It's quite a few. Like mm-hmm. Most Def, obviously. Little Black. No Dog. little baby. No, what's that? 
No little baby? No Migos? The baby? I'm a, no. A um, little baby. No, I'm not. I'm an old. I'm kind of. I don't know. I'm kind of an old, old school. Baby. Black. I'm. A, I'm old. I'm forty. So. I. I, I I'm a dinosaur. I, I, I respect what they do. For what they do for the young people. Uh, I'm not gonna. I uh-huh. will never shit on anything like that. But uh, it's just, you know, man. I. I'm. I'm like a. I like Black Thought. I like Evidence. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying. Let's see who else I got on here. It was somebody I wanted to mention that I just went past. Uh. Uh. uh yeah, man, it's it's a lot. Black Milk, uh, Elzai. Yeah. A lot uh, of OK Player vibes. Yeah, man, a lot of OK Player vibes. Uh, I, I think, like, I don't know, when I was uh, most deaf, obviously, uh, he's in my top five. Uh, bunch of, like, Blue. You ever rock with Blue from L.A.? Of course. Yeah, I love him. I love his, his shit. Uh, Sky Zoo, one of my all-time uh-huh. favorites. Uh Right. He he's got a song called "Grew Up on Kool Aid." That's like another. That's like I think if if Invocation is one of those joints that you could just play on repeat as soon as it's mm-hmm. over, like just to get hype before a show. That's one of them. Like he it was uh he did this um this EP called Band Practice, and uh, mm-hmm. and I it just it's got the horns. It just it sounds like it could be. It's like one of those songs that could be like a like end credits and opening credits at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. It's just he just talks about like how he was coming up, and uh, when I talked to him, <laughs> I talk, He did my podcast like uh, like a like five or six years ago, and I remember one, meeting him at the Blue Note because he had did a show. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I grew up on Kool-Aid is my shit. And he was like, oh, I don't even know if I remember that. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, it, it's just like he, wow. he remembers it, but he was just like, you know how like, this song means so much to me, man. And he's like, right. oh, yeah, I, yeah, okay, yeah. That was the past. Right, right. Yeah. No, 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 he's not <laughs> yeah, yeah, a dick. Yeah. No, he's a, I don't he's a sip great Kool-Aid guy. no more, nigga. Yeah, no, but it's just <laughs> one of those songs that's like, it's, um, it's not on an album. It's not on like a proper release. Right. But it's just some one of those joints that just like, fuck, man. Like, I don't know if you guys have a song like that. Like, one of your favorite artists puts something out, but it's kind of like a throwaway to him. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I kind of know that song. But yeah. it's like, this means everything. What is that for you, Ali? Dougie Fresh, that type of girl. Okay. Wow. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's from, it's from his first heard. album. It has, mm-hmm. it has the, whoever engineered that record, they made the perfect 808 drop in that song. So when you play it mm. loud, like on a system, that shit is bumping. We used to bump that shit as a kid. You know, that album came out. I was mm-hmm. like 10th, 11th grade. Yeah. When I saw Dougie last year at the auto show, I was shooting him. And I, that was my first chance I got to, you know, say, hey, Dougie. You know what I'm saying? You remember that song, Type of Girl? And he looked at me just like that. Oh, yeah, I think I remember. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not it the only like, one. Like, yeah, damn, I was hyped. I was like, damn, I finally get to tell Dougie we used to bump that shit. That's why he probably was popping in Miami because of that damn song after, you know, the show and all that other shit. But that shit had the damn. boom in it. Yeah. It's one of damn. like one of my like it's like a lot of these guys I I kind of relate. I don't, and Lemon, I think you could relate to this, like how like a lot of times you you kind of equate stand up to hip hop like and it's like you kind of mm-hmm. well I'm this guy I'm like this guy like when he's rapping like 
I don't know, like this, this, I really like Elzai, and he's got a record called mm-hmm. 216s. It's off of his, um, I think it's off of this re- album called Lead Poison that came out, I think, uh, 2016. And he's got this song called 216s. You would think it would just be a, a guy that's like bragging, but this, he's actually telling a story about like, like a, a messed up, like a, a it, it, I, for those, if you haven't, I'm not going to spoil it, but it's just like a really poignant story. You might as well and spoil it. I, I don't want, I don't want to mess <laughs> up. Now I'm going to have to go on genius because I don't want to mess it up. <laughs> Ali was like, I ain't looking for that <laughs> shit. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> Damn. Like, we spoil right. everything on here. Like, you know okay, that is true. true. You guys do spoil shit. Spoiler, we're going to put it on the Facebook page. Which it's we about a guy, it's about, because I just want to make sure that I, I actually have it right because I don't want to, I don't want to fuck it up. So, I'm gonna be typing with one with one hand. I'm on Genius right now. Okay. But he's got uh okay, Elzai two sixteens. Uh of course every time I try let's see what he said. On the third song released from Lead Poison, Elzai spits two sixteen bar verses by popular demand. Both these verses contain tragic stories that allude to the number sixteen in different ways. And he says, uh uh, 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 the idea, the idea for the song came from comments that were left by my fans that only wanted to hear two sixteen bar verses of straight spitting. Once I was able to flesh out the concept, Kareem, Kareem Riggins came with the music that enabled me to fully zone out. Our goal was to give fans something new, but to also give them something they didn't even know they wanted. So he's talking about like these two, this guy named Quentin that was like a kind of like he would he would get get let's see get kids get girls pregnant he's like a he's like a wild dude and he hooks up with this one girl and then the girl ends up killing him and she goes to jail then the baby's like born in born in jail like he gets his 16 year old pregnant and uh, it's kind of it's really fucked up but the way that Mm. he flipped the whole thing like he's talking about yeah you said he says um damn he said, you said you wanted two 16s, then I'm going to give you two 16s. Yeah, I'm going to give you two 16s. You know? He's just like, listen, as I run through both these tales, I wish I could undo. Instead of like, yeah, nigga, I'm going to drop these two 16s on your bitch ass. But he is poignant. But that's like a song mm. that, that like ends up on the fucking playlist because it's just like, damn, this guy's a fucking genius. And so it's just like, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's just one of those that kind of like, it's not a real. It, it's definitely not a song that keeps you hype, but uh, you know, it's just one that's just it just lands there because it's so good. I don't know yeah, if that makes you. any sense, no, but that makes you know, no, nah, it makes perfect sense. That's yeah, that's some deep shit. That's yeah, some I'm, deep shit. You listening to some some cerebral shit? Yeah, because it's stage. like these guys. That. You know, it's like these dudes that just like maybe they don't have all this worldwide like this like so much appeal like a drake and i'm not i'm not trying to shit on drake i'm not you know saying you know anybody that's more popular but it's just that's what i connect to and that's like what you try to do when you get on stage is like you try to you try to become the best version of yourself and i I think that's what hip-hop does for me where it's like they Mm. they're pushing they're pushing me to like be great and like in that 10 to 15 or that 45, you know, like I had this really big turning point uh, on earlier this year, like in Jan- the night before Kobe died, actually, um, I was I was I performed at um, 
uh, oh my God, Laugh It Up in Poughkeepsie, where I actually opened for you, Damien, uh, a couple years ago. Somebody had fallen out. Like somebody, a headliner was supposed to do a night there. He couldn't do it for some reason. And they picked, you know, my manager. Oh, what about Chris? And they didn't, they knew me. They knew me from working there. But was, oh, let's give him a shot. It's like when you, you get this one shot, you know, mom spaghetti, all that shit. And, and I got the shot and I did my thing. Like I laid it down. And it's, and it was just like one of those moments where it's like, that's a career achievement. Like if you kind of look at your, like in your career and whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. like in video game terms, it's like a role playing game. Like you unlock this achievement. Now you got this shield that you've been working for or this, or this weapon that you, that you've been trying to, you upgraded yourself. And it's like, it carries you on to the next, the next challenge or you have that with you for the rest of your, you know, and, and so uh, I was, uh, the set that I did at Subculture came right after that night, uh, right after that night. What did and you unlock? And that's what ends up, that some of those tracks end up on this EP. And uh, What did you unlock? You said, you said there was an achievement, like what was it about that, that, uh, that night that you said was so profound? Like what was transformational? What did you unlock in that, in that setting? It was, I felt like I was turning a corner, like, artistically. And the stuff that I was trying to do, like, that I couldn't do before or couldn't make certain things work in a way that I wanted to, it just kind of became a little, a lot clearer. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just had a, I had a good set, you know. I had, you know, I did, like, first it's just like, yeah, I've, I've headlined before, but that was like, uh, and I've done my job and I've done a good job, but it was just like, it just felt everything felt right. It just like riffing and uh, just like mm-hmm. talk, talking to the crowd or making them under like when when somebody would call out instead of just trying to, well, fuck you, look at your shirt, nigga. You know, it was just like, hey, mm-hmm. what, hey, what did you say? Well, let's unpack what you just mm-hmm. said. Let's unpack this mm-hmm. or oh, you didn't oh, you didn't get this, but everybody else got it. Let me make sure you got it. Let me bring you along too. Where certain times, like, mm-hmm. you feel glimmers of something. Like, you feel, like, I don't know if you've ever felt this, guys. Like, when, you, when you're doing something and it's like a flash of something where it's like, oh, fuck. There's something there mm-hmm. that could be, like, unpacked. You notice it, but maybe you don't have the skill set to unpack what you just saw that flicker of. Mm-hmm. And I'm, mm-hmm. like, in your, mind, in your mind's eye or just something that was just like, well, maybe I'll get back to that later. Or and then and then it comes to you and then it comes to you and you have like more clarity. Right, 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 right. So I think that's kind of what I was on the verge of experiencing. And you get, I think, with this EP, you you get that from me. Like you get you get a dude that's been doing stand up for over ten years, a little like 10, 11 years. Like that's baby turn. That's baby years to to most. But like you you get. You're you getting you're gonna be entertained. Like it's gonna be good. It's gonna be somebody that's telling his story. Like the first project that somebody like an MC puts out, you get to know something about me. Like I leave when you when you listen to the last track, when you get through the whole EP, I know who Chris Lambert is. I know a little bit about this dude. Instead of just saying like, oh, these are some jokes, and this is this is a joke, this is a joke, this is a joke. I just try to leave a piece mm-hmm. of myself in in what I do. Like when I'm done doing a set, 
hopefully you laughed and then you kind of get to you remember like I remember that guy he's funny true maybe that's what's so up. on that on your EP right the title of it is failed running back yeah tell us a little bit about your football career uh it's very short uh when I was a kid uh I my favorite football player was Bo Jackson Right. And uh, I loved Bo, still do, loved, loved him and had posters of him all over my wall. When I was a kid, my dad uh, bought me for Christmas, he bought me an L.A. Raiders starter jacket. It's like the, it's not the, not the one with the hood, mm-hmm. uh, but the one that was like, I guess they kind of were. Anyway, he bought me this starter jacket and he got me, he, he got Raiders embroidered on the back. And when I would wear that to school and we would play football in the street. And uh, I felt like I was Bo Jackson. So when I was about 10, um, that's when I got the wake up call where it's like, you're you're going to play. You're you're a big kid. So you're going to play on the offensive line. You're going to play. You gonna play D line. And you're not as fast as these dudes right here in the pads. But I was good. I was good. But I just didn't have the killer instinct. And that's part of like what. That's part, just not for that. Right, right, right. Uh, so it was just like you kind of get this. Um, th- I had self awareness very early, and I was like, I like playing football, but I don't. I don't. I'm just not. I've had some moments that I would say made my dad proud, but my dad. You, I don't know. I don't know, Ali. You're a dad, and you. I don't know if you go through this, but like, you want to sometimes maybe maybe you want to live vicariously through your kid. And some it's some of your kids like where it's like, I want I want you to be better than me at this or I want I see this in you. I want you to be that. Maybe you're not that kind of dad. Yeah. But I, 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 I never because <clears throat> who I was as a person, even like I had went through the same thing. I'm from Miami and played football. Yeah. And was a you know, what I'm saying a football dropout. So that's like a disgrace <laughs> to the earth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like to be a football dropout in Miami. But I had other interests, you know what I'm saying? I didn't really feel like, I, you know, it was cool, whatever. Right. And, um, but so the more I explored life and the more as I grew up, I became the kind of person that kind of identified people's strengths. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that became my thing. Like like if you talk about the business that I started in 21st Century Hustle, that's what it was all about, identifying each person's strengths. And I felt like, you know, if you could put the right people for their right job built based off of their strengths and who they were, then shit, I think the world would be a better place. So I operate off of that level with my kids. Like my kids are better than me at a whole lot of shit and I push them in that direction. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not, you know what I'm saying? I don't push them in a the direction to be who the fuck I am because it's like, yo, you you're good at that. Like, that's what you're supposed to be right there, you know? Yeah. So I'm on that type of shit, so, you know. I think I think you're, like, a lot like my dad was, but, like, sports, like, my dad was, like, my dad was, like, a low-key Al Bundy type where he was a talented football and baseball player, and he wanted me to be good at football more than I – he wanted it more than me. Right. And – uh he eventually the thing that got me into the performing arts was like just like uh transferring to a new school 
where their big thing was to do, uh, if you were in the school play, if you were in the school musical, you got to go to Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Oh. And I had never gone, so I wanted to go. So I was like, oh, I'll be in the, in the play, and I'll get to go to Bush Gardens. But I was really, and I got hooked. Right. And so, and, and by the, when I was in the eighth grade, I did two years at that school. Eighth grade, I had one of the leads in the play, and I was like, it's, it was a predominantly white school. And my dad said to me that the black parents were proud of me uh, because I did well in the play. Mm -hmm. And when he <laughs> mentioned that, like, I was like, oh, well, and then I'm third. I'm like 13, four, I'm 14 years old at the time. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever gave a shit about me in sports. Right. I did. And I, I helped. I was like the Robert Ori of my championship basketball team. I was like an off the bench guy. Right. Um, but uh, and I scored and stuff like that. But um, that was I was like, oh, well, I'm 14 years old. Like, I'm I'm good at this. The the parents like me. And I remember like when I there was a a, a, a black father in the in the community. I black played fathers. baseball. Mr. Shout out to Mr. Greenfield. Uh, he, when was a, he would, was you know, name? we, huh? The black, it don't even sound like a black father on paper. <laughs> it does. It, well, it would be, it would be Greenfeld if he would, if he wasn't black. Oh, but, okay. Uh, he really good, mm -hmm. really good dude. Like, you know, just like a dude. He's, he was at, you know, his kiss, his kid was, uh, on the team too. And I, when I would strike out, he would be like, that's all right, Hollywood. You good. Don't worry about it, Hollywood. He's like, this isn't your thing. Like, you're, you're okay. But you're destined for something else, like right. it. And I always, like you know, I I always like took that in. Like he was like, oh, you were really good in the play. You're an actor. You're not a baseball player. Right, right, right. And that, so that that I always, and I'm here. I am 40 now. I can I remember that shit. And I was like, and I wasn't, I didn't care about sports in the way that I you know did you know a few years earlier. So it was just something that I was all I was good at it but I could still cultivate it and keep trying to get better and always, you know, trying to dig deep into, you know, trying to be better and, and make a career out of it. And if, if, if motherfucker gave you a nickname, that mean you have been identified as what you were good at or bad. Yeah. At, you know yeah, what I mean? They so, used to so for, for them to call you Hollywood meant that, Hey man, you had something that right, worked. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he saw it for yeah, you. Yeah, and here you are, you know, on TV shows and shit like that. You you really are Hollywood right now. Yeah, shit. And, I mean, you kind of glossed over it a little bit, but you were on Broadway right before the coronavirus started to devastate the community. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we were we were doing this. I was in this in previews on this show called The Lehman Trilogy. It was about the Lehman Brothers and their history uh, of, of, like, coming from Europe and then coming here and, you know, doing doing their thing. And it was a, was a three-person show, and they hot, they wanted to have people at the end of the show to be, like, uh, it's, like, kind of, like, in the in music. If this was, if we were, like, the chorus. We were kind of, like, extras, uh, ensemble members. We were, the like, these people that were, represented the, um, uh, uh, folks that got uh, fired from Lehman Brothers. Shit it on. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. And so it was a small, it was a small gig, 
but it was it was a it was good it was good money it was Broadway and that was my ticket like that was what I thought would be like nigga I'm gonna be famous it's not that it was just like now I'm like this is really serious this is like everything that I've worked for is like culminating in this being a part of a Broadway production that was going to get nominated for Tonys I don't know if we're gonna be back or mm-hmm. not but it these three actors were incredible. And I was the only black mm. dude, only black guy it was me and another black woman, the only black man in in that cast. Mm. Uh, and mm. uh, it was huge. And I don't want to. I don't know if I can go into detail about the audition. I'm not going to do that. But it was It was a lot of people. It was a lot of people that auditioned for the part that I got with no lines. It, it was like hundreds of people that auditioned, and like maybe twelve or sixteen of us got it. So it was like. It's a it was a big deal and it was something that was like validation of like obviously I had validation from doing stand up and getting on TV shows but Broadway was seemed to me like something that would happen to everybody else. It happened to my other friends and shit and I'll go see their shit and enjoy it and be proud of them. Maybe not me, but just for somebody that that has like a day job and occasionally you might see me do be on a TV show for a couple of seconds and then I'll go make people laugh in the tri-state area but like this shit was like yo that was that was it was insane it was crazy so hopefully it comes back but um you know but if it could happen it could it could happen again so we'll see black man on the great white way yeah man (laughs) like you know so it's this it's uh it's, it's real shit man so it's I just have to uh but that that was just a thing where like you know me and you lemon talk about it like stop being so precious with like our shit like you know cuz it's going to have to go uh-huh. out it's going to have you want to get it out there so i mean that's that was it was definitely like a wake up call and and instead of acting like instead of like folding up i was like let me try to open up a little bit and and just and just put something out there that i that i for the for the world, man. Word up. That's what's Did up. That. That's what it is. Kicked it off. Hell yeah. I got um one other question. Sure. You were talking about what Jordans you wear on stage. What was the best pair of kicks that you wore on stage amongst those uh four or five venues that you, you rocked for the EP? Oh man, that's a good question. Oh uh, God. Well That's what we do here. I would say <laughs> That the best pair, I probably wore the I wore the Kobe ads, uh, the night that he died, and those were the oh. most. Then you know the day that he, they died, I wore his shoes on stage because they were the most comfortable uh, Nikes that I had had in a long time, uh, and it just and the part of it like I I I cut I cut a lot of that first j- track out because I didn't want to get canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it wasn't, you know, like it wasn't, it was raw. Like the, the, actually uh-huh. there's a story about those shoes. Like the first time that I wore them, you know, I, I even told you, like I went to the house of hoops and I had, hadn't been in a like house of hoops in foot locker. Cause I very seldom go to the mall. Uh, and I, I was like, Oh shit, let me go to the mall and see what they got. I was looking for these, um, these, uh, fucking, the 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 air oh my god the air max i think they're the the air the 270s there's like these oreo air max 270s okay. that came out a couple years ago 
and they're dope. Like, they're dope sneakers. And I said, oh, they got these on sale. And then I said, oh, they got those Kobe's that I like. And I was like, let me try those on. Because, you know, sometimes you look at a sneaker online, like, oh, that's the shit. And then you actually in the store, and you're like, ugh, these look regular. So <laughs> so I got I got those Kobe's, and I was like, I'm going to rock these tonight. I got a show tonight. I'm going to rock them. I did this show up in, um, I forget the name. It's called Jokers. It's like kind of like upstate New York. And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's like in Orange County or it's not. What, what is that mall? What's the outlet mall in New York? Uh, the upstate that's kind of like Woodbury. Woodbury. It's not far from Woodbury Commons. And I did this show. Okay. I was opening for a magician and uh, it was bad. I bombed and uh, the lights went mm. the lights went out during my set. And uh, I was wearing those sneakers with the Kobe's on with the Kobe's on. Uh, and it was a bad. Was Kobe was still alive ba- at this point, or was he dead? He yeah, was alive. Yeah, this oh. was 2018. Oh, oh, okay. This was. T- oh, I'm telling shit. you, I'm just giving you the origin story. Oh, origin so, story. Uh, uh, and uh, <laughs> and after that, like, I was like, fuck. And I wore them. I was like, I'm gonna wear them again. And I wore them again. I never had a bad set in them. Uh, it's just some of those. Mm-hmm. One of those nights, you just you just take a L. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I was still, I would still make the all-star team, you know, I still get in the hall of fame with the <laughs> 300 average, you know what I'm saying? Three, oh. you know what I'm saying? I still make, I still make the team. I still get bonuses, but sometimes you just have an off night and, uh, it was, it was bad. Uh, but the crowd wasn't that good anyway, but it, you know, and the Man, lights you went were out. opening for a magician. Yeah. It was I like, mean, a, that's a bad premise. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it was set up from the door. Like my my yeah. manager was like, ah, oh, you know, it didn't go well. I was like, yeah, the the, the lights went out. He's like, fuck those guys, you know. Like they didn't, you know, it was wasn't a good anyway. So the, how did the magician do? He didn't do that well either. I left before he finished. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, let me get my ass home and uh, just fucking, you know. I mean, where was where was this in a in an old folks home? Where, where, where it was we? it was in a strip mall. That was in it, the club was inside of a bowling alley. And what was the event? The magician's it, event? It was just like a comedy show. Oh. And he was he was the headliner. Oh. Okay. It was just kind of mm. it was just bad. It was just like a bad show. And uh, I wore them, and they just kind of became they're not they're not beaters, but they just kind of became the shoes that's that's like part of my uniform uh, for a while. Like I I would just wear them because they were comfortable. Uh, so I would say that that night that Kobe died, that was like that was like the the set that a lot of like the first four to five tracks are are from that night, and I was wearing Kobe's, and I smashed it. Mm. Uh, like uh, Alana Alana Glazer, I, people were there to see Alana Glazer um, from mm-hmm. from Broad City, who's very talented, very funny, very lovely. Um, and uh, they were there to see her, but I was like, "You niggas, uh, I'm I'm coming too." Yeah, that shit. So, because uh, because subculture, you you've performed there before. It's like, it's a cool spot. I like it. It's one of those. I kind of have a chip on my shoulder about like about like sometimes like being invited to the cool kids table, and like how sometimes mm-hmm. you don't like sometimes they give you they let you 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 get to hang a little bit. And you you know like certain certain venues around the city where it's like, uh, you know, oh man, I want to do that show, I want to do that show, and they kind of like, 
exclusive about it. Not that the these book, mm-hmm. not that these bookers were, and it had nothing to do with them. It's like that Jordan shit where it's like I got to put something on the bullet on the chalkboard, on the just to get myself up for this. And it's kind of like I'm going to show you, fucking invisible ghost that I have something to say, that I'm 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 legit too. So it's just kind of like that bulletin board uh, shit that I have in my head where nobody's even thinking that way. And that could be a detriment, but for, it hasn't let me down, uh, really. But uh, that was like that one, of those, one, of the, one of those nights. When, <laughs> what's, what's that? I said that Mamba mentality. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's the Mamba, it's Jordan, it's all of that shit. So it was just kind of like, I just because when he died, like I was tweeting through, I was tweeting through it, like trying to figure out like what he meant to me. This guy was my age. And I remember he, he was only he's like he would have been he was, he was born in 78. He graduated in 96 from high school like my cousins. And it was just sort of like I was listening to people talk about him on TV. People were tweeting about it. I was tweeting about I tweeted the story about those sneakers. Like what the most one of the coolest shoes that I ever bombed in uh, about that. I told a story about that club and just like how just what he meant to me. Like I tried to get a, a bush like he had it. And I said, I'm mm-hmm. if I'm going to do something, I'm going to force myself to say something new on stage and just uh, and do that. And that's what I did. Like that's that's the first track is that now. If I if I were to do it, if I was if I were to try to shape it and do something else, would it be different? Could it be better? Probably, but that's how it sounds. On that's how it was that night. So that's how how it's gonna that's how it's gonna live right now. Um, but I said I'm gonna talk. I'm just gonna start my set off uh, with something from the heart, you know, and just and just. Mm-hmm. And and just see where it lit. and it did land. It did land. It landed really well. But um, that's like one of those sparks of where I think I think you kind of catch like what I was talking about catching like you know a flicker of something new to where I can you know keep growing to try to harness it even more because like if you have like a veteran, I remember opening for Mark Marin one time, emceeing for him like year like maybe almost ten years ago. Where I think once I was talking to him in the green room, I said, yeah, so you just kind of like just talked about your day, not being a dick. And because he was like, he's like, yeah, you know, I I was just trying to I don't like doing I don't like just getting into my material. I like feeling it out. I just I'm just trying to, you know, sometimes I could get tired of my material. I'm just trying to, you know, really find something new and interesting. It's, uh, It's something that will that may not ever happen again. I'm trying to find that. And he was like, you should do that, too. And I was like, well, I don't want to mess up your show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm not trying to mess up your show. Like, I'm just trying to do my job as a host. But he's like, no, just do it. And I think the night, the the next time I went up, I talked about going to Walmart and getting some vitamins from my mother and then made it fun. It, it ended up being pretty funny. And then after the after that, he was like, how did it feel? I was like, it was good. But, but it's it's scary. It's scary to kind of just like veer off from your material, and I think like as I've grown, I've become, I've tried to become more and more present each time, and not just like, not just say I'm doing this set and I am going to be a robot. And so I think um, 
I think some of those moments are captured on this project. Fire it up. That's dope. That's what's up, man. Muhammad, man, what's going on with you, man? What what you what you been up to this week? Uh, you know, <clears throat> catching up. It's a lot of good content out there. It's, you know, Last Dance, Insecure, Westworld. You know, I've been I watch uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Finally, what'd you think? What'd you think? I liked it. I um I actually enjoyed. Uh, I, it was quite surprising of uh, Brad Pitt's character arc. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. that that you know what I'm saying that's I enjoyed that the most. You know what I mean? Of course, um, mm-hmm. because you could you like his legend was building throughout the story. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, yeah, she mm-hmm. might be the killer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But then you like you know, <laughs> right, right, you right. Know, you like you got on moccasins and shit. You know he cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like that dude. He cool. You cool. And then you find out he a killer for real. Like God damn. <laughs> he got that edge. Shit. He, yeah. that edge. he can wear the moccasins. He got moccasin license. I'm glad you my friend. <laughs> Shit. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was, you know. And then when you know kind of like the history of that shit and they, they veered off from it, that you know what I'm saying? That was like, oh shit, they did a whole different thing. Yeah. So, he won the Oscar for that shit yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Brad Pitt. That's big. He killed that. Yeah, Brad Pitt won the Oscar. Leonardo for didn't get one. He killed it. No, he got nominated, but he lost. Nah, Brad Pitt. He just, who did he, he lose to? Yeah, yeah. I forget who he lost to that year. Who who did he lose to? Chris, this past Oscars, who won the best actor? Shit, dude. Uh, I, you know how you know how we complain. There ain't no black people, and then we just forget. Uh, right. I'm gonna look right, it. I'll look right, it up. Right, right. Uh, Was it Mahershala? No, nah, that would let me let me get uh best actor Rami Malik 29th what's that uh, Bohemian okay, Rhapsody right. oh that was 29 yeah I guess right. that's no no that's 2020 20. that was it 92nd Oscars hold on a second he did oh. win that joint but let me see 92nd that was it but, I think that cause they had it in Fe- uh. February did you mean 92nd damn man Wikipedia you can edit this yeah. out uh <laughs> Joaquin Joaquin won that shit for Joker oh Oh, Joker right right right. okay fair enough right that's right I could dig it everybody got mad about that movie they didn't like you know so you said you was watching yeah I checked that shit out but but I do I do see the outrage they damn sure disrespected Bruce Lee I don't know yeah. if he was like that in real <laughs> For <life>. no reason. <laughs> but golly. <laughs> that nigga caught a stray. <laughs> hey, dog, oh, Bruce man. Lee. Uh, he was a clown yeah, on man. that shit. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was that was kind of just unnecessary. Yeah. I was like, oh, It's sh-. funny, though. I didn't feel that way. I didn't feel that way when I was watching the movie until, like, after the fact when, he, like, his daughter spoke. Mm-hmm. And then I was, it kind of made me think, like, damn, that is kind of fucked up. But in the movie, I was all yeah, yeah, in. You, I was just like, you, you I bought into color. it because they sold yeah. him as a clown right. from the rip. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I'm like, he's just <laughs> yeah, pacing so. around, lamenting the fact that he can't fight all the way. Now you want to pick a fight yeah. with Cat with just chilling, minding his business and shit. Right. Yeah. And that old supposed killer. Right. But you know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. But it, the, the crazy shit was like, you know, I know, you know what I'm saying? I'm on probably my last shot on the job and shit, but you ain't finna right. try me. <laughs> what, I don't give a fuck who you are. That's what, that's, I don't give a oh, fuck. Really? Oh, you? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? That's why. He ain't finna try. That's me. like T.I. swinging on Mayweather. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Except for, I don't know if the effect would have been the same. It's that uh, impossible white man yeah, yeah. Uh, syndrome. That's like, uh, my, shout out to my man Rob yeah, from the Blackout Who Tips. Like, a impossible white man is like a, 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 a white guy, like Bruce Willis in Die Hard or Liam Neeson in uh, Taken. Like, he's just, you, he's unstoppable. You're not well, killing him. Well, no, that 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 that's relevant right now yeah. because that's what I felt about uh, extraction. Oh, was that good? Oh, I haven't gotten to that. Y'all yet. haven't seen that yet. No, I haven't seen it. I see. I ain't get to it yet. Oh nah. man, that shit is intense. It's good. It's a good action flick, but it's damn sure the impossible white man saves all the you know, <laughs> saves the brown guy. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Oh, Kills okay. all the brown brownies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking all, fucking them all it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come through solo, fucking them up. <laughs> one deep, you know what I'm saying? One deep. <laughs> then he, then when he finally do get some back up, he, you know what I'm saying? He had already oh, cleared shit. most of the board. Like, oh man, damn, I'm gonna check that crazy. out. So y'all enjoy? You enjoyed and, it? Yeah, it was cool. It's, if you could take that out, like you know what I'm saying? Like five white people came right. and took the whole shit over. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you, you look past. If that. you could look past that, if you could, like change, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, the dynamics in your head. It's a yeah, it's a really. great action flick, you know what I'm saying? But it it, it follows That's suit exactly. of all the other action flicks in in Hollywood, so it's sure. not much of a difference. Like, but if you do tune in, like, I guess if I was Indian, I really would not fuck with this movie. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. Uh-huh. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, damn! The Indians get it bad. I mean, it's based it's 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 in India. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's based off okay. of two drug lords in India. A kind of beef in that war the biggest drug dealer mm. in india versus the biggest drug dealer in um dolly or something like that white america no in dolly like they oh, both okay. in in india oh but it's like one okay. that's biggest in the country and one that's biggest in the town you know what i'm saying and okay. so you know if i was if if you know what I'm saying if, if it was like the white man comes to the hood i probably would not enjoy this movie you know what I'm saying? It's just since it's not me, it's not my people. No, so no, it's gotta... not. Not since it's not me. It's just like I know what you mean. I I'm only mean. thinking about this as we're talking about it in hindsight. When I watched sure. it, I was like, "Oh, here we go, white man saves the world again." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Impossible. But the shots were right, crazy. Right. Like you know what I'm saying? The action scenes were crazy. You know, the if you're just looking to you know what I'm saying dumb out on some shit like me, I'm trying to get to sunset. You know, it's like okay. <laughs> it's just a measurement of time. This shit is yeah. gonna get you through. Like you're not even gonna. It's like okay, it's a, it's a good joint. It's That's a good true. joint. I'm gonna check that shit. I'm out. I'm gonna check it out too. Yeah, it I seems saw like this. It's fun. I saw. I saw this movie called Arkansas. Speaking of uh, white drug dealers, I saw this movie Arkansas. I guess the guy's Liam Helmsworth. It's this too. There's Chris Helmsworth and Liam Helmsworth, right? Yeah. They're brothers. Yeah, right? one one of them was married so, to Miley Cyrus. I don't know. Okay, I think this is the one that's married to, or was, or whatever. Yeah, I think that's the she one. But uh, I don't know. Shit, now I don't Shit, know. I don't I know. know. I'm looking at this but, now. You know okay. I mean? Oh yeah, but but I know she twerked on. Oh okay. But uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, well, shit. It was. It's like um, it's some white guys. It's him, and it's this cat, uh, Clark Duke. I think his name was Duke Clark, who I fuck with. He's uh, he was on um. I'm dying. I'm dying up here. The old Showtime show. Yeah, I like that kid. 
Yeah, he actually wrote and directed it, and I don't know if he wrote it, but he definitely directed it, and he uh, he starred in it, and uh, I like that shit. It was funny because I, I watched it. I started it late, like a lot of these movies. I started it late, so I fell asleep on it. Mm-hmm. So then I was kind of like, I was kind of, you know, looking at it funny in the light because I fell asleep on it, but it was, it was just because I was tired. And because when I watched it the next day, that shit was good. It was, it was well shot. I like how it was shot. I like the pacing. You know what I mean? I like the performances. They had my man John Malkovich in there. Once I saw him, I was like, okay, we all in. Vivica Fox was in it. Michael K. Williams. But it was just, um, it was about like uh, white drug dealers in the South. And it's funny because like the preamble, he says, he was like, you know, you know, white drug dealing ain't as as glamorized as a lot of the other shit. He was like, you know, or white organized crime, Southern, pardon, Southern organized crime isn't as glamorized. It's like, we not like the mob. We not like the Mexican narcos. We just cats that are just moving shit in these little small towns in the region and, you know, just making our way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it kind of set the tone for it. And I liked how the story was told. And oh yeah, had my man Vince Vaughn, who I fuck with heavy. So it had, it had great actors in it. And, um, you know, I suggest that if y'all if you get a and chance, what I platform is on? Good, what, what platform is it? That was on uh, the the Fire Stick platform oh, okay. <laughs> the Plex, the bootleg. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I love I, I love the blatant outside. the blatant. It's on the Fire Stick. I got the hookup. I it's I mean, look, man, it's we 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 shelter it in place. Well, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get to. Well, it. speaking of the, but, uh, the Fire Stick variety of. Oh shit! Let's well, go. I'm, Let's go. I'm actually in a in a boot in the the boot. I have the bootleg of Spike Lee's Masterclass, and I'm taking it right now. Oh okay. My, my arson. My oh arson yeah. I, okay. <laughs> oh it's, man. It's pretty good. <laughs> and 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 the crazy part about it, he actually uh-huh. speaks to the. I understand why he to you to why he dissed me. He actually speaks to it in the thing, not to me. Well, what was not the reason? The Tell us. Not, he spoke about the beef. No, no, he didn't speak personally to me per se. Oh. Maybe it was a sub. You know okay. what I'm saying? But mm. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he actually talks about people approaching him. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, you can't be shy. You know what I'm saying? You have to just go for it. You know what I mean? If you if you right. see me in the corner and. And I'm there. You have 30 seconds to make your impression. You know what I'm saying? I hate it when people don't have their their headshot with them. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Where your headshot? Oh then no, you, fuck him, man. Like, 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 you like oh. where your headshot? Then they like, I don't have it. Then he's like, oh well, you may never see me again. Poof, and I'm in the wind. But Shut then he was like, then he went up. straight into, I hate it. Like when I'm in the restaurant eating with my family, which was the case when I saw him. He was in there with his son. Um. I was in there with my son. And people approached me, but I didn't approach him. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, he must be speaking uh, to the beef. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> At least he's trying to squash yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it was already squashed. You know, it's squashed. I'm but, in his class. Know. I'm, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, he sub-dissing me, you know what I'm saying? In the, I mean, mm. he see me in the back of the room, and he just sub-dissing me and shit. See, I hate it when niggas come up to me in the restaurant. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then... Uh, but but you know what I'm saying but I when I walked up on him it wasn't he wasn't sitting eating we were walking to the register we were both at the register at the same time there's a diner where you pay at the register and shit so we were both there at the same time so yeah he wasn't talking about me but you know what I'm saying I got an understanding yeah. of how he feels about being approached 
in restaurants. I dig it. You know what I'm saying? But any other way. I dig it. <laughs> you know, just for, you know what I'm saying, just for, for first-time listeners and shit, this is all uh, fictional beef between me and Spike Lee that has since been squashed and resolved. Yeah. I have a Spike Lee Street story, but it's going on the next album. It's going on the next volume, too. But, yeah. Oh, shit. We talked about it before. We can't get four balls? We can't get a couple balls? He was, you sound like your man he, with the Kobe story. He was, a, <laughs> he was a dick to me at the Apple Store in Soho. Wow. In, in 2008. Hey. Like, he, this is when, uh, uh, oh, my God, Miracle at St. Anna was out, and it was basically a Q&A uh-huh. where he, uh, he uh, was a dick. Um. And I and I did have my headshot and resume ready, so oh, so so ready, on ready. volume two, y'all y'all will get. That's probably going to be the last track, and already it's going to be titled "Spike mm. Lee Was My Hero." Yeah, that was that was the, that was the title of mine. Mm-hmm. This sound like the title of this the volume album. two. My man Sky Zoo got a got a mm. track like that, but it ain't it ain't going to be as as. Uh, uh, filled with right. praise, it's gonna be. It's gonna. It's not gonna be like. It's not like you reading him is reading him. What do, what do people say now? He she read him to the whatever the for fuck? filth. Read him filth. for filth. Read him for filth. It's not gonna be like right. that. It's just gonna be that experience. Like yo, you were kind of a dick. I still think you're great. Uh, you're one of you, oh. but it's gonna be. It's it's bars. I got something. Ah, oh, no doubt. You know. Okay, you got some shit. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying. In this masterclass, Shit, I, you know what I'm saying, I can, I can remove myself from the beef and accept the wisdom. You know right. What I'm saying? So Ramadan was a great time to to start this course. I've had it for a minute, but it's just quarantine. The knowledge. Quarantine, then it's Ramadan. I'm like, let me learn something while I'm here and come out of this better than I was when I went into it. That's that. what's up. I so I can remove I myself hate. from any petty beefs that we may have to receive the information that I, may help me. And I can too. So if they try to cancel me, like I went to see, uh, uh, what is it, Black Klansman uh, b- before everybody was on it. You know, and I, right. I saw it and I said, Spike is back, y'all. You but know. but to be fair, they're not going to cancel <laughs> you. They're not going to cancel you over this. I've I've been through this beef already. Okay, that's what's up. <laughs> Yeah, there were no cancellation notices and no no, no such thing. Everybody right. pretty much kind of carries that sentiment. Who wasn't famous? Like you know, regular people pretty much get dissed off and by Spike. Lee. Yeah, yeah. What I hate, I hate to be the contrarian, <laughs> but I, I seen Spike Lee, I seen Spike Lee at Grand Central Station one time, and he returned the black man head now. Oh, word, you know what word. I mean? I think he might have started it. I right. think he might have sought me. Out. Well, you you but, got uh, the, you got. I, uh, you I, must have. I did the right yeah, thing. You did the. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I don't know what it you was. You got complimentary energy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I tell you this. I, I feel you on that bootleg masterclass. Should I actually had that Spike Lee shit? But my bootleg, the shit is out of order, so I haven't been able. So if you could. If you want to take a screenshot of actually how the, the chapters go, because I'm nah, probably that, that I, I need to go to school too. They're numbered. Yeah, my shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it goes. Go it goes zero one, zero two. It, it's numbered. Like if you go in the videos, oh, they're okay. all numbered. Dude, and then when you go in, I think my shit is the PDFs are I numbered think my as shit well. Is like, I might need to. I might need to see some of that because my shit is just like the title, like casting and whatever, whatever. Like I don't even think there's a number on oh. it, but I, I'll, I'll look yeah, into yeah, that. Yeah, shit. Look, check it out. It might be numbered. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm doing um, that, and I'm learning. I'm actually like, oh shit. 
I'm receiving That's it. I'm dope. receiving it. I'm actually hyped. That's what's up. What, what did y'all? I, shit, Arkansas. I just looked that up. That shit ain't even out yet. <laughs> Not in the world, but on in the, in the barber shops. In the barber shops that's cutting hair. I love this podcast. In the quarantine, that shit is. <laughs> that shit is on the. That shit is on the dark web. <laughs> it's available the, if you know it, nigga. The, bo- the blatant but, uh, dis- Hey, guys, buy my album. Yeah, I bootlegged. I'm all like, my art as an artist, I'm yeah. really growing, and I just feel, hey, uh, you got that link to that uh, Massacre? Chris Lambert, yeah, you got that, man. you know what I'm saying, failed running back. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a whole lot of that shit. That's but, the worst, nigga. <laughs> bootleg, see the bootlegging and shit and critique the shit harshly, like, ah, yeah, as if they paid. It was regular. <laughs> it was regular. It was regular, yeah. Hey, so Chris, where uh, do shit, they man. buy this album? You can buy it on uh, I- iTunes, Amazon, wherever you buy music. Uh, it's going to be on, in stores on May, May 15th. Uh, it's going to be wherever you buy music digitally. And I think I'm I'm thinking about putting a special edition on Bandcamp. Uh, I might add a, a, another couple tracks to it. So we'll see. Uh, but uh, but for, get some paper. Huh? What you why is this why Bandcamp? What's the what's the story behind that? Uh, just um that's an it's another way for people that really love MP3s that they if they want to have mm-hmm. it, they can get it that way. And uh it's uh I think it's I think it might be a better cut of the compensation too, but um that we could talk about that on my mm. but you it, we but that's that's not up yet. But if you follow me on social media <laughs> Uh, you'll you'll know, but right now it's it's available for pre order on Amazon and and iTunes, um, and it, and it'll okay. be yeah it's, it'll be there. I wanted to ask you guys about uh, what y'all think of Insecure. I I haven't heard I you thought, guys talk about it this season. I thought this was the best written episode they've had. Okay, in the whole in the whole series. history of the series. Wow. Okay. Wow. Huh. Why is that? Talk it, to me. It, it, it had plenty of punchlines throughout. It just flowed. Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? They 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 actually they dug into a lot of the storylines at once. A lot of times they mm-hmm. they leave a lot of shit open and then, you know, they it just goes unresolved for episodes and episodes. But they dug into a lot of these mm-hmm. storylines. The conflict be, with, with her and Issa is coming to a head. I like the way that they wrote that. I like the way they wrote the jokes in the drunk Nikki scene. Mm-hmm. I like, mm. you know what I'm saying? It just had a lot of layers. Like in the Instagram stories that the uh, wild girl from the apartment complex was at um, old girl's house Word. for for Thanksgiving. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. Young. I didn't catch that until later on on Twitter. I didn't even catch that. that was Trina. Yeah, yeah. The one that's from the complex. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. But Trina God, was at going. Kelly's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. just the jokes was on point, you know what I'm saying, with Issa and her brother. Mm-hmm. The jokes was on mm. point where, you know, like I said, where the girl was drunk and and then um, they brought, um, what's his name? Um, the ex-boyfriend. Lawrence. Lawrence. They brought Lawrence Lawrence's uh, insecurity full circle. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you forgot that he was like a, you know what I'm saying, like a very insecure dude. Yeah. And mm. and you know what I'm saying? So he's been riding this wave of being confident and East is looking like, "Oh my god, look at him. He's so happy." And then he goes right back to his his uh his insecurity. So I thought that right. was cool as a overarching theme to bring him back to Got that it. space. I just thought it was very well written and it just had laugh out loud punchlines. 
you know what I'm saying, throughout the show. And I, I think it was, I thought yeah. I agree with you. I think it's really funny. And I think it's also very, like, grounded. The, the scene between her and her brother at dinner, like, that was the realest they ever seemed to get with each other this right. thus far in the series. Like, just talking about, like, no, East, because you could tell what her brother was saying to her really sunk in. She was like, yeah, I don't need to, I don't need to. That was like the wheels beginning to spin. Like, because I think Molly and Issa, that's the most toxic relationship on the show. Like, and I think, mm, I think Issa started it. You, you think Issa started it? Yeah, she she called her she called a broken pussy and then went on stage and oh yeah yeah pussy. damn yeah you took like, okay. that was the jump off oh, yeah, like yeah, damn yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're supposed right. to be my girl yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. you gonna go up there and call me broken pussy I'm wow like, wow you're you know right you're absolutely and she right always kind of she she paints a whole narrative for Molly too right mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it's kind of fucked up but go ahead yeah keep going I like that man that's that's <laughs> really. Yeah. Cause I, cause I kind of want to yeah. root for for Issa a little more, but it's almost like Issa, she's had her come up. It's a lot in the whole <laughs> series. You know what I'm saying? So she's had to eat shit a lot, and so Molly's always mm-hmm. been the one, even with her broken pussy, she's been the the one that's mm-hmm. like, I got my shit together. Even though, yeah, she's insecure, she's got right. her shit, but like on the surface, beneath, we know. Like beneath the veneer, she's like just a, a a sad girl. I think this season she is right with what's what's her what's Asian Bay's name? Is it Andrew? I don't even know. With with Asian oh, Bay, oh, yeah. like Asian, she is Asian right. Bay. Like that motherfucker needs to open up. Yeah. He needs to he, if he wants something serious, he needs to open up. And she's struggling through that. And she is in the process of helping herself with therapy. I think she's still in therapy. But she's, I think they're just right. growing apart. I, I like them, but I really like them both. I think that, like, and even Issa Rae, the, you know, the actor creator, she even mm-hmm. said, like, you know, this is like sometimes you people are around for a season. Sometimes right. people might be around for your whole mm-hmm. life, but then some might be around for a season. And it might be time for that separation mm-hmm. to happen. And I think, right. like, the Lawrence thing, it's like, they still like each other. I mean, they yeah, It's they five do. years. No, I'm just saying it's not like, that's like, that's like a Sam and Diane, Dawson, Joey, whoever else, the whatever mm-hmm. other characters that kind of get drawn back to each other. Like, what is it? it what's the, it's, I don't, it's not ships in the night, but it's like. It's like ships in a lighthouse. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's just a like the Wayne and Whitley. to a light. They're going all if they <laughs> right, if they right. ended up back together, it would not surprise me. And they last the shit. And it, it's kind of it's just. <laughs> what did you say? I can't. What did you say? Flies to shit. <laughs> no, but they both they both they're both like growing up. I think they're both stepping right. their game up, and, uh, and 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 she's lamenting the fact that he has his comeuppance now, and she had to help raise him, and you know what I'm saying he wasn't shit when she had him, and yeah, now she's right. benefiting off of the work that she had to sacrifice and put in, and all that oh good goodness. shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you know the A and R X, yeah, the A and R X, yeah. You know what I mean, and, and it'd be like that. I get it. 
But so, yeah. you know what I'm and then you I learn, you, and then you, and then you just learn and you grow up. But I think, yeah, you 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 switch out. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? you you keep it moving. You get better for the next time, and then shit, yeah, you go on and be happy, Lawrence. Do y'all like Condola? Condola, I fuck, I, do. I fucks with Condola. I fuck with she. She grown. She you know what I'm saying. She doing her thing. It's like even that shit that Lawrence is tripping on. He he tripping. That's like. On some some third party ass information on some old insecure sucker shit. Yeah. No. Yeah, I like Condola a lot. I watched the whole season of Twenties because of Condola. Okay. I like I like you know I'm not gonna lie to you. She's giving me young Coretta Scott energy. I like her vibe. I I like uh I like how she told Lawrence, "Yo, look, I didn't really invite you, fam, but you know you kind of." You kind of invited yourself, right. you know what I mean? But I just gonna let you know that. Uh, I yeah, I, I fuck with her a lot. I like her a lot. I think she's dope. I'll say this too. Um, back to to the just overall to your point about you know like I think yeah I think Issa is letting the characters breathe a lot more. This mm-hmm. is, I feel like this is the most we've ever really seen her brother. Mm-hmm. Speak, right. you know what I mean? Like, or like, even like with Molly's subplot with the father who cheated on her moms right. and all that. I totally forgot about that. And I like how they, like, they, they're, they're like really, what's the word? They're like people, like whatever the word is, like, they're really growing the community. Mm-hmm. Like, Molly's brothers and his, his, his ladies, right. their ladies and shit like that. I like that. As far as laughs go, to your point, what are the funniest. Sight gags and the whole shit to me was when uh was when they when she was at the cafe and uh Lawrence showed up and she was like yeah I'm just gonna get this to go and she walked out the door with the train <laughs> that shit it was yeah. like real subtle yeah. but that shit was funny to me man yeah. she's so fun like oh, Issa shit. Rae is like I know she kind of mentioned this before when she was on her ascent like she was like I want to uh-huh. be the black Liz Lemon. She definitely has mm. that, like, because it's like she's like Issa. To me, Issa Rae is fucking hot, but it's like she okay. knows right. she qualified. Right. Said with your chest, yeah, like she's dope. Like yeah, she's nigga, she's nigga. bad. She, <laughs> to me, she's a bad motherfucker. Like, but yeah. she's but she. It's oh, like shit. she knows she's bad, but she's she's. She, I don't know. It's like you know those women that are like, yeah, I'm bad, but like I know I'm I might not be, or I have. I have a real I have a real personality. Goofy. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying like she's dope. Yeah. She's dope in the way that she's like she's not afraid to be the foil. She's not afraid to like yeah, I'll be a I'll be a goofball. I'll make myself look like an idiot uh for the for right. the sake of the scene. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm going right. to like I'm pulling the con- I'm pulling this condom out of my pussy, my vagina, whatever. You know what right. I'm saying? Like and that like right. I think right. um god, I can't Oh my god! I think I think my homies on the Hot Firestarter crew talked about that. Like how people try to be so puritanical on social media. Oh, they're not using condoms. They're not uh-huh. using condoms. And she literally like, well, fuck right. y'all, motherfucker. I'm pulling this out of my shit. I splat. I use one. Right. She's like splat. Yeah. So it's like you know <laughs> what I'm saying. Like that's that's like that's fun. Like that's really funny. You know what I'm saying. Like she's. I mean, like, I liked her work. I liked the photograph. I don't think people talked about that movie enough. But, like, I, I just, uh, I'm really enjoying what she's putting out, man. I'm, I'm, this season, like, is really, like, I've enjoyed the show all for the, since the run. But it's like, damn, that's it? Like, when it's off, you'd be like, that's it? 
shit. Yeah. You know, like it's like it's not it's yeah, not man. enough, but they're giving us she's leaving us wanting for more every week. And I even even one thought uh, another scene with her brother when they go to think when they go to their parents' house, it's like they uh what was like the their stepfather was going to the he hurt himself and Yeah, he hurt himself. And it was like, um Let's just go. Let's go. There's like yeah, they're like I don't fuck with grown twins. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. That, Which is hilarious. Yeah. That's funny as shit. That's that shit. They, That's that they was on long. one. They was on one this this episode. I, I, I yeah, with it. It yeah. felt like they're really growing yeah. into. They're actually mm-hmm. developing as writers, as a crew. You know what I'm saying? As the vision of the show grows, they're growing. It's like we kind of mm-hmm. seen it grow up. Yeah, and. Right. And now we're easing into a, a more refined version of the show. Yeah. Hopefully they continue yeah. that going forward. And even to the point where you could start seeing spinoffs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could, yeah. yeah. They really in the pocket. I would love to see a Kelly spinoff. Yeah, that's that's the one that everybody was talking about, a Kelly spinoff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she be killing that shit. They really fading uh, Amanda Seals, though. They fading her ass out. You think so? I think she's got some big shit coming from what I from what I've seen. Oh, uh she yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think that something's gonna happen. I mean, right. obviously you got a baby coming, right. but I think there's uh I think she's uh gonna have a look. Okay. So uh yeah, yeah, I, I don't I hope know so, for sure. They, they are very not utilizing her wit. She's all. fun. Mm. I liked Amanda's web that series is. that she did. That uh I, oh my god. Which fuck. one? Till till later, um, till I get your get life. Get your life. Yes, thank God. Or, thank God you got that. I, yeah, yeah, I like yeah. I like her. She's yeah. really talented, man. Like I, yeah, they're yeah. really in the pocket. Like, is that 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 scene where they leave the house? They leave their parents' house. It's like that's fam. That's like real shit. It's like I don't really want to deal with these people. Either right. you don't want to deal with them because they're toxic or whatever. I guess maybe that spoke to me because I'm dealing with shit like that. Just because they family don't mean they for you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you ever right. get get right. that. Oh, you want to? But, but, but I, I, you want to air somebody no, else? No, out no, this? no, 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 no. I'm just saying. I, I, I I'm think just they were speaking like, more so the the people that weren't blood because they were like, we want to have Thanksgiving with our blood relatives. No, no, no. That's true too. But it's right. like it's just this these certain things that are ritualistic where it's like you have to do this because this is a family and you have to do this on this time, and it's like certain people don't adhere to that yeah. shit. And the people, I just, I just deal with that shit with my mom, where I be trying to protect her from bullshit that she won't listen to me, just mm. to be, uh, uh, just to be on the table. It's like, ma, you don't need to deal with this person just because they're blood, because I don't like the way you feel after you finish talking, because you dump that shit back on me. So I don't like feel, I don't like right. you going through that shit, and I don't like hearing that shit. That's right. basically what I'm talking about. But the, it, it was glimmers of that. Maybe I'm. I'm just putting myself into the into the show, but that's definitely. I just like the fact that like, uh, let's just do this together. Let's just uh, go to this Mexican spot. We family. We got each other. We care about each other. Let's let's break bread. And that was the fir- one of the realest moments of the show. Yeah, poignant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah thank- I, I dig it. I hear that. Thanksgiving is very, it could be very nerve wracking because it is, it is like that obligatory family holiday. Right. 
everybody, you know what I mean, at the table. These are people that you ain't seen since last Thanksgiving when they said some slick shit before. Mm-hmm. So it could kind of, you know what I mean, it could kind of be that. And it's but it's all it's all in the the effort to, you know, to be family. Like that's the thing that that's the glue. We family. And then sometimes, you know, family ain't like you said, family ain't your friend. And those that's a real profound statement. I've heard that before. I've heard a, a you know, a good friend of mine say that shit before. He was like Yo, I don't do shit that I don't want to do, mm-hmm. you know? And it's uh, it's free. And even though I said last week the key to life is doing shit that you don't want to do, so it kind of goes against it. It's, <laughs> I guess you got to find your middle No, ground. but it's, it's, it's about but, uh, sometimes the shit is about self-care. It's not, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to veer off yeah. to me being selfish and I'm not going to do shit no, but any of that I don't want to do. But it's just that it's the certain yeah. things. If it's, if, it's, if it's detrimental to you, like your psyche and your well-being, right. then it becomes problematic. That's all I'm saying. I hear that. I hear that. I'm gonna say this since we in our, our, you know, our arts and culture, you know, situation. I and I don't know if y'all watching this shit. Uh, do either of y'all watch Dave? Who? White Atlanta. White Dave, Atlanta. I talked about it on the pod before. Oh, Dave. Uh, the, disco, man, I don't do White Atlanta. Come on, man. I think that's reductive. I, I give it more hip-hop Kirby enthusiasm. You know what I mean? In the way, like, I, I think it's honestly. We got that in black. I think it's fuck. one of the. Huh? <laughs> no, nah, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I said we I got that it, in black I as fuck. What's that? White uh, Atlanta? Hip-hop, what, black which is, hip-hop Kirby enthusiasm. I agree, yeah. Right, I got, I can, I can see that. I can nah, see nah, that. But go ahead, go that. ahead, man. If you make your point, I'm. I'm I think you. it's, uh, I think it's one of the, I think it's one of the best shows out right <gasps> now. Dead ass. I think it's one of the best shows. I'm going, I'm going. That's the take. And, wait, and I'm wait. not even a huge Lil Dicky fan like that. It's on FX. Uh, FX. Um, okay, you can get I it can, on Hulu. Yeah, I can watch that. You can get it on. I'm gonna Hulu check it out. I just, I, and, um, you know what? The reason why I said that is because like they're like, it's doing more numbers than Atlanta. I was like, wait a minute. Ah. I was like, wait a minute. But Atlanta need to come on and come back, though. That's right, right. Right. They be taking so long. You know, they on some old Mad Men shit where they be taking years. Well, we're in a pandemic. They were starting it. Well, you know, we in a pandemic, but I'm definitely going to check it out because you had mentioned to me that you liked it before. And I just think the, the, my thing is where when I'm hearing them try to size that over. Atlanta, I'm right. just like I I give it the side eye, but that don't mean that I'm not gonna right. check it out though. Yeah, right. No, I, I get yeah, where don't, you don't I, get caught up in that. I get where don't you get, coming don't from. Don't get caught up in that. Comment. I get I get where you yeah. come from because that's why I never listened to Nas as a kid because <laughs> Source was hyping him up so much after he the next comment of Jesus and that. Right. So right. we had, oh, to, had okay. to, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah, sometimes yeah. that media hype can can throw you off if, yeah. if you if they yeah. comparing it to something that's close to you. Like, you know, right. Atlanta is close to us. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, come right. on now, bro. Have we, is, is nah, Dave, Atlanta, is Dave, have Atlanta's they finished? Secure. Is the what? season over now? This, well, the finale's coming up this week. The finale's coming up this week. Um, Yeah. Good, and so and just, just, just want, yeah, well, you could binge it after, like on Thursday, you'll have all of the shit. Yeah. I say this. Well, one, Atlanta's in a league of its own. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that is, that shit is official. Like, Atlanta is, is a great fucking show. But Dave is good, man. This shit is really fucking good. I think, I will say, like, Lil Dicky could be polarizing. Just the same way that Kenya Barris on his show could be polarizing. It ain't the, it ain't the, the, the guy that you're going to fuck with maybe off top. 
And initially, it was it was the peripheral characters that were kind of saving it up front. You know what I mean? With the, the parents were very funny in the early episodes. Uh, my man, what's my man? Uh, and that's my man. I met we we I, I met him a couple times. Comedian, red hair, Santi- and, Brian, Andrew you know, Santino. Uh, he was in on. Uh, yeah, he kills it on there as his as his manager. The kid Gator, who plays Gator, whose real name is Gator, uh, and you know he he bodies it. But like that's when that's when to me that's when it took a turn. There's a I don't want I don't want to do too much spoiling, but like he got an episode where. Like he he puts on a performance where you like okay this is a different type of show and there's like there's a it, it becomes a little bit more media you know what I mean so I, I fuck with that show I watched um I watched Little Fires Everywhere oh, that was shit. real fast yeah I dug it I wasn't mad at it I, I was I was I was fucking with it I you know I thought it was I thought it was good it was quick you know what I mean I got to it uh, you I know, ain't really I'm, I mean. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. It was all right. It was. It was all right. I loved. I it loved right. it because I loved like the racial dynamics. How it was just like it yeah. wasn't like over the top. It was like you're a race. It was just like yo. It was like the subtlety in it when the first episode when the black the black boyfriend is dating. He's you know he's dating Reese's daughter and and when Pearl comes in the black girl he's looking at her like. It's like, yo, you black, you get what this 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 white girl, what is she saying? This bullshit she's saying, and she don't get it. And right. he's like, yo, you don't you don't understand. I just I like the subtleties of it. I I think I don't think it was ham fisted. There were some moments that were right. kind of super dramatic, mm-hmm. but I just I love Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington. Like those are two of my favorite actresses, right. two of them. And like, I just like I just thought that was like the equivalent of like Jordan versus versus Bird. Like to me, like that right. shit was. Wow, and they kind of it kind of exploded on the last. But was it the was it episode seven or uh, episode eight when they was like it was episode eight the last episode. Uh, but I fuck with it. I like that racial I, shit, man. I, and they, I just didn't understand why the why the black lady got to run so often and so far. Could, like you know what I'm saying? Like at the end, where where would the fuck was she going for? They what? went. Like, they went to the house. They went to uh, the yeah. the I think the grandmother's house first, or they went. Yeah, to visit because she didn't even. You know what I'm saying? She ain't even. She ain't get out she the didn't, She didn't end up going yeah. in. And the grandparents didn't nah. even come to the door. Nah, they didn't even come to the door. They got they let the girl <laughs> in, but she didn't. She was like, "Hurry up, your time is limited because we got places to go." It's like, well, like why you just couldn't move across town, like or to the next town, like. Where the fuck is well, she, she was to? probably going to be she was going to be time. done in that town. I think it was like a reckoning of like I think that that last trip to the grandmother's house, that was that trip to the grandmother's house was like, yo, this is I'm your granddaughter. Eventually she's probably going to go in. Uh maybe she she's she conf- goes to uh my man the, the surrogate family, you know, maybe she goes back and there, but uh and take that grown ass yep. daughter back. Just, just I think, I think so. <laughs> I think so, young. Maybe so. 
Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. No, you thinking they gonna bring him back to old? Um, what's my man's name? Jesse, uh, Jesse Williams, Jesse Washington, yeah. and Jesse, and then his lady. You think? Hold on. So they asked for an undies kid. You gonna bring this kid fifteen years later? I think it's because she called. Him. <laughs> grown I <got> it ass. <laughs> she, she might, uh, but, but she might be able to give him some grandbabies though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Damn! But that is he made it sound oh, like a, a slave. Nah, but that is her daddy though. <laughs> that going, is her daddy. That's though. her that dad. Her that's dad. what I'm saying. Like that's I her think real daddy. Because she yeah. made that call. I don't know how it was in the right. book, but she made that call, and, but she ain't leave no and, and old girl though. knew it was her. She knew it was her. She ain't leave no message. Uh, I don't know. It's a possibility. Uh, they, you know, that's the end of the show. It ain't coming back. I hope. I just, you know, what I'm saying it's another one of them things. No with, with, you know, what I'm saying the, <laughs> the black ladies are stealing babies. The black lady and the and the Asian lady, they some baby stealers. Yeah. I kind of was with that. I ain't even mad. I was rooting for the Asian lady yeah. when she swiped that baby. <laughs> I was like, get up. away. That's fucked she, up. She threw, threw the baby in the trash. Though. I was like, fuck that. That's fucked up. Yeah, she did discard the baby, but I, I ain't mad at that uh, interception that she pulled I, I, off. I kind of I felt bad for the husband because he was like, don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Lay back down. Get some rest. <laughs> oh, he ain't going to never hear the you end of that saying? shit. It's, it's over. fucked for him. It's like, over. you know what I'm saying? He got to live it's with that over. shit forever. You know what I'm oh, saying? Man. You let her yeah, steal our baby. I didn't, I didn't let her do shit. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. <laughs> but if, if you want to let me go get her, I would have had her. Woo. That was the real extraction. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, I, oh, I, I felt that. I felt that. Like, damn, he's going to be. He gonna have to hear that. For I hours. thought it was a good show. I, think, oh, yeah, I, think the, I thought the acting was great, and I just like the. I just love the racial and class dynamics. Uh, I, rock with, I rocked with it. Is Pacey the Tommy of white America? No. Ooh. Tommy I, of... Pay, uh, Joshua Jackson. Who's the white Tommy? The white Tommy. Like like a, um, Tommy from Martin? Is it Screech? Like, you know how Tommy... McC- Rest in peace. Tommy McCall yeah. Ford, you know, he was Tommy on Martin, and oh, he okay. became Tommy forever. Or just like Cole was cockroach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you um, know what I mean? Until he became Cole. Is who, now, who you asking? He, is what? There's a and I asked. I, it was really for Chris because he's a Dawson's Creek head. But the the father on Little Fires Everywhere was on Dawson's Creek as Pacey. That's how I know him. Oh, okay. So when I see him anywhere, I'm like, oh shit, look at Pacey. That's black. That's what we Is do he, though. Uh, that's black people. We do that to everybody. Like you know, we will. Yeah, you know, we'll call like JJ. We'll keep you where you. Keep your ass humble. No, it's just a. Th- I think I don't know. I kind of look at it as a sign of respect, or that's like love. Like where black people say, "Yo, you so and so, you are like Jaleel White's always gonna be Urkel." Uh, Pacey, uh-huh. that 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 made his career. He's a good actor. I actually saw him. It's on like a- knowing somebody's rookie call. Say what now? Having a rookie. It's like having somebody's rookie. Yeah, call. like we said, that's Pacey. You've been a fan since the back in the I day. Sh- I okay. would just I shot off a couple tweets like you think like that like his character would just leave Reese Witherspoon and just go back to Cape Side you know it, it's a little if you know whatever but no I, he's a good actor Joshua Jackson's a good actor um, I saw him in an uh-huh. off Broadway show On with uh, Mahershala Ali actually and and Tessa right. Thompson right. really right. good show right. um. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's yeah. a beast. He's a beast. I'm not taking that away, but he's definitely, when I see him, 
I say, oh, there go old Peyton. Yeah, yeah. I don't, even, I, don't I, I can't think of too much other he shit. Mar- he married you know old, I mean? old girl, uh, Queen and Slim. Yeah. Which girl is that? She, he married the Queen. What, what is her name? He married yeah, Queen? he married her, young. Just had a kid. Recently? Because she. I thought she was a new actor. She is, but she pregnant. She got. Married. I think the baby is is uh, here now. Yeah. What's my yeah. Pacey be getting them pregnant? Pacey got. Yeah. Him. He out there. He was. He was. He was seeding recently. Jody. Jody. Jody, um, Jody Turner yeah. Smith. Serial baby daddy around this yeah. bitch. There you go. You know. <laughs> Shit, man. Anyway, um. Y'all got anything else y'all want to talk about? I, you know, I love this conversation. Y'all got anything else that we can transform? I know it's it's about to be nightfall. I know yeah, it is definitely is overtime on the OT for for I know, for I, know Ali. I know you want to break that fast. <laughs> yeah, you, so no yeah, you got to go eat, dog. Yeah. All right, all right, man. Well, shit. Uh, I mean, we we all know where we're gonna be. But are there any uh, last words y'all y'all wanna y'all wanna lead the people with? Uh, Chris, I would say Chris. you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chris Lamberth. I have a podcast called The Mundane Festival. Uh, both uh, Damien and Ali have been on. Uh, you can, yeah, my album, my EP, uh, Failed Running Back, will be available on May 15th, and you can pre-order it now on iTunes and Amazon. You might be able to see me next month or this summer in the undoing with uh nicole kidman and hugh grant uh it's a blink and you'll miss me part but i'll be there if i haven't gotten cut out i don't they haven't told me that i got cut out so i'm probably going to be in it all right yeah i'm gonna be on instagram at mr muhammad at twitter mr muhammad i'm saying on my stoop in my backyard on my roof How's that store. backyard going? It's cool. I ain't ordered no nothing yet, but it's still there. I'm still using it. It's been raining. You reclaimed that shit? Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely, okay. definitely reclaimed it. It's just been raining okay. a lot lately. So, you know, that puts a damper on your backyard right. usage. But, uh, yeah, you can catch me um, at Mr. Muhammad, Twitter, Instagram. Shit, I'll be there. That's what it is. Shit, I will be here sheltering in place. Uh I, I'm going to do my first uh, Zoom comedy show. I'm going to be on Legendary tonight with my man Petey Diablo. You'll see me out here woofing. Uh, I don't know uh, what to expect. I'm not really doing no stand-up. We're just going to probably be talking shit. But uh, beyond that, D-Lemon Comedy everywhere. And uh, until then, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in the conversation. Sim.